on our MOVE initiative, which we kicked off last fall, uh, three phases of moving, moving hearts, moving home, and moving beyond. And this morning, we're going to take some time to concentrate on moving home and giving you an update on all the details pertaining to that. Summer's almost here. Everybody's kind of getting ready to scatter to the four winds. And so before, uh, before summer gets going in full speed, we wanted to give you a brief update. Uh, the first thing I want to do is introduce a group of men to you. When this whole project started, actually before we got started on it, uh, one of the concerns that the leadership has was how do we take on such a, a big project and make sure the pastors continue to be pastors and the elders continue to be elders and they don't become project managers. And so with that in mind, I recruited a team of men, uh, all of whom I believe are spiritually mature, all of whom I believe are men of character, uh, all of whom love the gospel of the Lord Jesus, and none of whom have children in the children's ministry, so they couldn't make that the first and, and highest uh, priority of the project. So I'm going to introduce them to you now. They're going to stand up as I mention their names. And after this service is over, in between the first and the second service, if you have questions that this report kind of brings to mind and I don't answer them in the next seven or eight minutes, they will be in the library. They're not going to stand in the hallway because it's a little too noisy. But if you go out the back door and you hang a left and you just go down one block and you look on the right, you'll see the library. They will be in there in between services and they will answer any question that you may have. So, Ricky Meyer, are you here this morning? I didn't see Ricky. Oh, he is. He snuck in. I didn't see him. Stay standing until I introduce everybody. Bruce Owens. I saw Bruce over here. Dan McGinnis, who's leading the, the building part of this project. Uh, Doug Pope is kind of our overall manager. He's back there. And the, keep waving so everybody in the front can see you. And Tom Warner represents the elders on this team. And Tom's right there behind Ricky. Um, so I just wanted you to see all of their faces and know that these are guys that are working on this continually. And so if you see them in the hallway in church three weeks from now and you went, oh, I got a question, these would be the guys to turn to and they could give you an up-to-date message. Everything that I'm going to share with you this morning, they're fully aware of. They've helped put together. Thank you guys very much for, for all your work. I also want to mention to you that you might think you've got to frantically take out a pen and paper and write down a bunch of notes. You don't need to do that. You can if you want to. But when you leave this morning, everything you see on the screen, all the information that you're going to get is going to be given to you in a handout. So you can grab that on the way out and you just kind of relax and breathe through this and don't feel like you have to write everything down because hopefully we have that covered. So first and foremost, we want to talk about the things that we have to celebrate. How is God uh, moving us along uh, in this process? And there are several different ways, several different things I want to mention to you this morning. The first is that 70% of the Green Tree Community church family, 70% of our members and regular attenders are participating in the MOVE initiative, uh, either through pledges or through giving or through a combination of both. 70% of our congregation is actively involved in the MOVE initiative. To that end, we've raised about, or we have pledged as a congregation $5.2 million. And of that $5.2, we've already received. $1.4 million of the pledges. So we are actually tracking right on, if you just kind of broke it up over a two-year period, month by month, we're actually tracking right about where we should be. Uh, we are exceeding the expectations for a congregation our size, and let me be clear about that. When we, uh, when we first took this project on, we knew building a Kirkwood was, A, a priority for us. We wanted to be a community church, and B, that that would be expensive. Uh, we could do this for a lot less money, but we didn't feel like we could do it 
the way God was calling us to do it for a lot less money. And when we uh, talked to the consultant who's helped us, he kind of said, you want to raise how much money and your church is how big? And I said, don't worry about that. I got the greatest church in America. So we'll, we'll get there. You just help us know how to, how to do things. So I, I hope I haven't overspoken for you all, but uh, I, did, I did brag on you just a little bit. But we are exceeding those expectations. And I think part of that is because we've been talking about this in terms of discipleship. We haven't been talking about this in terms of, you know, it's all about money. We've been talking about this in terms of following Jesus. And I think that has to continue to be our framework for everything in life, and, and certainly this MOVE initiative. If we're not following Christ in this, then we ought not be doing it. But I think the facts are, one of the reasons why we can celebrate this morning, one of the reasons why we can thank God that we've moved closer to uh, home in this part of the initiative is because of the discipleship aspect of what we're trying to do. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, we're going to get there. We're going to we're going to get home unless the Lord Jesus comes back uh, between now and, and maybe 18 to 24 months from now. And if he does, then we're really going to get home home, and that would be oh, good. I, good. I have a recurring nightmare that's like we're at the ribbon-cutting ceremony, and Jesus comes back. And I have to be okay with this. Like, I, I got my hand on the front door, but, but I don't get to get in. But that would actually be a really, really, really good thing. So where are we in the, in the process? Where are we? I want to talk about the fundraising just a little bit. So we have our little cylinder over here, and if you have a good memory, or if you've picked up one of these uh, booklets lately on the offering table, we've got little offering churches in the front and the back. We have our, our move booklets there. You'll recognize that 8.4 number. And $8.4 million represents the amount of money we need in order to complete the project, in order to qualify for the loan that the bank will give us, in order to not take on too much long-term debt that would, that would financially suffocate us, that's the number that we need to reach. Where we are today, if you look at where we are today, we're at a total of $7.15 million. Now, I'm going to explain that number in just a minute, okay? Because if you were, if you were listening, you heard 5.2, and you think I switched gears on you. I didn't. That, those numbers will balance in just a minute. So we are within one and a quarter million dollars of being able to break ground. And let me remind you that when I say break ground, what I mean is complete the project. In other words, we don't want to break ground and then come back six months later and go, well, now we got to wait to put the roof on because we don't have the money for that. We want to be able, when we put a hole in the ground, it means we fully qualified with the bank, the construction numbers are good, we're within our budget, and we can do this in a wise way. We want to, we want to count the cost before we put the shovel in the ground. So that's how much more we need in pledges or cash in order to get going on the project, okay? Now, how did we get to the, to the 7.15? Let's go on to the next slide if we could. Remember, our, our immediate goal, our, our initial goal is 8.4. Now I'm going to start giving you some numbers. That's the pledged number. I've already mentioned that. Then we have giving that comes in very faithfully, all the time on a regular basis, but there isn't a pledge card with it. So there hasn't been a pledge that's been filled out. And so we look at the history of what we call non-pledged giving in order to say, well, what will that number be over the next two years and not just make it kind of a, a wild guess. You know, say, well, I, I think today it's 1.1. There's a lot of research that's gone into that number. That's an accurate number. And some of that money has begun to come in already. So that is part of the budget. Then we look at savings, and this is where Dan and Doug and, and their teams have been doing great work. Uh, there's about half a million dollars from the original 
estimates on the building to what the costs are today. So as they've honed the project, as they've worked the numbers in a, in a wise and studious way for your benefit, for my benefit, they have found savings of $500,000. Additionally, on top of that, our budget team and our staff has worked very diligently to find places where operationally we can save money. Okay, so that's our annual budget, year in and year out. So the Sunday school classrooms, renting space here at North Kirkwood, our office space, paying salaries, benefits, those sorts of things. Uh, we have been able to find $200,000 in savings. Then the other area that I want to try to explain to you is the value of converting pledges to cash. So when the bank looks at our pledges, let's say we have $5 million in pledges just for the sake of conversation. What the bank says is we will guarantee you a loan based on 75% of that number. In other words, they know that, that not all of us are going to get all the way through with our pledge. There's going to be some amount given that's less than what is promised. So they discount the pledge cards. But when we convert our pledges into cash, so uh, on the 15th, two days ago, right, two days ago, I sat down on my computer and I gave my monthly gift to the MOVE campaign. That move from being a pledge to cash. The bank doesn't discount cash. So the more cash we have on hand, the better off we are. Cash is 100%, pledge is 75%. So folks that have already given it to, this, uh, to the pledge, they've already begun to, to give to that. Every time we give, that converts it from a pledge to a cash, and that amounts to some kind of savings with the bank, which to this point is $150,000. So you add all of that up, and you have the eight, you have, excuse me, you add up all these numbers right here, and you hit the 7.15, and it shows the difference that is remaining today. What's our timeline? Where do we kind of, where do we go from here? What are, what are the, the options we have? So I'm going to give you just one potential timeline, because the facts are we could make up five or six different timelines, but this is the one that seems, given the information we have, uh, to be the, the challenge in front of us, the opportunity in front of us to move in by Christmas of 2015, uh, which means that Chip and Peggy and everybody that, that, that do all the worship stuff would have one more year uh, in a home away from home uh, before we would move in. So in order to do that, what would we need to do? We would need to break ground uh, by this fall, or we'd need to have a pretty mild winter and be able to break ground by early 2015. That means that that, that $1.25 million that we need either in pledges or in cash, so I can, I can, I can uh, give cash or I can, I, can, I can make a pledge if I've never made a pledge before. If you'd like to make a pledge, that helps. So all of that helps. If we have that by August the 1st, the construction company and the bank have said that we can, we can get going and we can be in by Christmas. So that's a big challenge. That's an enormous challenge. $1.25 million is not a small amount of money, especially for folks who are already giving as faithfully as you guys are giving. But we want to at least put that opportunity in front of everyone and says, here's what it is. If we don't hit that, we'll get there. It'll be a few months later, and we will eventually break ground, and we will do this in a fiscally responsible way. So if, if we don't hit that, it's not bad news. It just means that we delay a little bit longer, and there, there's nothing wrong with uh, having patience and waiting for something that you're really looking forward to, an appropriate amount of time, in order to be fiscally responsible. But should we bridge the gap, we would be able to start uh, by this fall. 
So what does that mean for each one of us? What does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? And we're going to put some things on the screen. And what I'd like to ask each of you to do is find yourself someplace in, in these bullet points. As you look at these bullet points, every person in this room can say, that's me, I can do that, or I can keep doing this, or I can start doing something I haven't done before. The first thing is that every one of us should be praying every day for this. I think it is absolutely important and crucial, again, that we approach this from a discipleship manner. I don't ever want to be a church that focuses just on buildings and on money and on what, you know, what we want to kind of create. I want us to focus on discipleship and on the calling that Jesus has placed on our lives. And so in order for us to not get off track, and in order for us to be faithful, I think every one of us needs to be praying every day. But you can also, I mentioned before, perhaps you haven't made a pledge yet. Uh, We would love for you to do that. There are pledge cards on the tables, like I said, in the front. In the back, you can fill it out. You can drop it right in the offering church, again, on, on either area. But if you haven't made a pledge, let me encourage you to do so. If you are part of the Green Tree family, if you're a visitor, this morning, I'm not talking to you right now. We don't expect you to, uh, to make a pledge. We're happy that you're here visiting us, and we're sorry that your timing is so bad. You have to sit through all of all this family business this morning. Uh, the second thing I could do is I could increase my current pledge. I could, I could grow that a little bit. Uh, I could also give an additional gift above and beyond my pledge. So one of the things that I'm thinking of personally is during the month of June and July, Instead of clicking on move for my gift, is just not clicking on anything and just letting it be an additional, and then I'll make up those two months later on. But that would help us have a little bit more cash a little bit quicker. So I could give an additional gift, uh, or perhaps I could decide, you know what, I've got this pledge sitting out there, and it's worth you know 75% of the total to the bank. But if I have the money right now and it's not really doing anything else, it would be great to give it right now. It'd be extraordinarily helpful if I were in a position where I could just turn that pledge into cash sooner instead of later. That helps us with the bank. So my encouragement to you, to all of us, is to find yourself someplace in here uh, so that we can all take this journey together. We can all take the appropriate steps. And oh, by the way, did I mention that we should all be praying? The uh, The last informational part of this is how do you stay informed? How do you keep up with what we're doing? Um, the first thing is just grab a handout when you leave this morning. As I said, the details I've given you, plus a little bit more, are on that sheet. It's a very nice front and back, so you want to grab one of those. I want to also mention that you can go to the website. You can go to the regular Green Tree site, but it will steer you here. You can just go straight to greentreemoves.com. Everything I've shared with you this morning and any updates that you get are going to be on the website. Uh, There's plenty of emails that come out, and when the email says move, you know that it's an update on this information. And then just to let you know, we'll give another update like this on Sunday, August the 10th, because remember, August the 1st is the opportunity, if we we hit that 1.25, August the 1st is that deadline. So we'll be back to let everybody know how we did and what the next steps are uh, in the process. And then as we go through the fall, we'll, we'll do that. So... That's the technical information. I want to, before we uh, pray for this, I want to just bring us back to uh, remembering why we're doing this. And so I thought about all the things I could talk about this morning. I thought about, you know, we could come back to second grade Bibles last week and how great that was, or our youth ministry. thought about talking about people who have come to Christ in the last year through the ministries of Green Tree and, and folks who have come to Christ last year. And I thought about kind of focusing it all on everybody else instead of me, but I decided instead 
that I probably should be honest with you and tell you my story. So I have this jar that sits on my desk in my office. And if any of you have been in my office, you know uh, about this. It kind of looks like a beaker, like a giant beaker that I had in high school biology, which I didn't do too well. And I've got a, a little sticker on the front. Diana Rolfing made this for me because the one I had I just wrote in pen. And it says one fund, and that's got a dollar sign. And so whenever anybody comes into my office, I say, you know, do you have you any loose change? I'm astounded how many people don't carry loose change anymore. Y'all need to start carrying loose change a little bit more. So you have loose change. If you don't have loose change, you got a dollar bill. I don't want a lot, but, but give me something. So I kind of tease people when they come in um, and remind them about it. But it's really, the truth be told, it's not for them. This is for me. And, it, and most of the money in here is money that I've put in here. And I'm not saying that to brag because there's maybe... 40 bucks in here at the, at the most. But every day when I come in, it reminds me of a couple things. It reminds me to uh, let God stretch and grow me. I think it would be safe for me to say I've never had to sacrifice, truly sacrifice in my life for anything. I mean, really give up something in order to grow the kingdom of God. And I think God's calling me to do that. I think God's calling me to give sacrificially this. So that, remi- that jar reminds me of that. It also reminds me to pray for you guys because I think you need to give sacrificially too. And I know that tons of you are giving sacrificially. A lot of folks at Green Tree are giving way more than they've ever given at Green Tree before. So don't, don't hear a finger wag in that statement. But I think we need to give sacrificially because I think it's about discipleship. I think it's about putting first the kingdom of God. And in this particular situation, it happens to be about trying to put our roots down deeply into green tree so that we can continue over the years to come, Lord willing, and by his grace, even when those of us who are here are gone, to uh, continue to reach this community, continue to plant churches, continue to grow the kingdom of God in us, by us, and through us. And so I want every person at Green Tree, you know, if, if I could have one thing for everybody at Green Tree, it wouldn't be physical health, it wouldn't be a great career, it would be an intimate, deep, and abiding relationship with Jesus. And I think the sacrifice brings me more into touch with that. So I put that jar on my desk, and if you have any loose change, it'll be up here after the service. How was that? That was a nice segue, wasn't it? Um, but it'll, it reminds me that this is about following him. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for um, sheer goodness to us, your mercy and your grace. It's astounding to me how patient you are with a sinner like me. I'm amazed at how you have blessed a church like Green Tree, just a little tiny group, four or 500 people, how you've called us to follow you into a pretty incredible adventure over these past 15 years and, and whatever the next 15 years may be if, if you don't come back. Father, I thank you that it's this generation that, to which you've given this opportunity because we get to be part of, of something pretty amazing. So, Father, we pray for uh, humility of spirit. We pray for hearts that will embrace the Lord Jesus as Savior and Lord, that we would be willing disciples And Father, regardless of of the timing of the move home, I pray that you would just grow within each one of us a desire and a longing to give in every area of our lives, not just about money, but to give 
our time and our energy and our resources. Look at what Mike Dinkoff stood and said last week about, about giving time to teaching second graders. Father, give us sacrificing hearts so that there wouldn't be anything that, that we wouldn't want to do to bring glory and honor to you and to grow your kingdom. So, Lord, for, for the details of this, for the timing of this, Lord, we leave those in your hands. We pray that you would speak to each one of us according to what your will would be for our lives. And we give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, would you take a couple minutes and stand up and greet the folks around you?